Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. Brian Schwinn, 
has retired, uh, resigned as the head of the UM track and field program. A couple of tight ends got paid in the NFL. And the Big Sky Conference has suspended all fall sports. It is 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Thursday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Thanks for spending some of it with us uh, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, cruising around, checking things out out there in the world. We're happy to be along with you. If you would like to call the show, you can do it. 361-3688 is the phone number. 361-3688, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. You can also, okay, do we have to keep saying this every day? I don't know. Might as well text that phone number, right? You don't want to be on the radio. You don't want to be on TV. I understand. Not everybody looks and sounds as good as Coulter and I. But you can text it. You can text it in. That's fine. 361-3688. Give us your feedback there. You can also listen live on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. You listen live all the time on the stream. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Colton, let's take a look at what we have in the show today. First of all, we will open with the news that broke this afternoon, middle of this afternoon. Brian Schwain has uh, resigned as the head of the University of Montana track and field program. Uh, and uh, I don't know how many coaches there are that, you know, will go along with that, but we will uh, get into that and the significance of it. And, and uh, you know, uh, uh, a decision that was made easier from the news that came out earlier today, which is that the Big Sky Conference, in addition to football, which we know they have postponed to the spring, is now postponing all of the fall sports which is no surprise whatsoever that that's happening but that has been made official today all fall sports being suspended to uh, at least uh, uh, 2021 on the calendar year so we'll get into that we also will get into some nba stuff we'll talk a little bit of grizz greats we will talk about some tight ends in the nfl travis kelsey george kittle racket a hundred what is this a hundred and twenty Seven million dollars between the two of them. I mean, it's a big time payday today in the NFL for these two top tight ends. Five years, seventy-five million for Kittle. Four years, fifty-seven point two five million uh, for Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's one year shorter and just slightly, slightly less on the on the annual amount. And that's, I guess, that's how much it goes up in the afternoon. Kelsey signed in the morning. Kittle signed in the afternoon. He got a little bit more. Uh, so we will uh, we'll go cover that uh, as well. And also, officially, the MHSA executive board has approved canceling the non-conference games in this uh, forthcoming high school football season. So, again, that's something that has been circulating around and became official today. So we'll get through uh, all of that. So there you go. That is the show today. Hi, Coulter. What's up, Gus? Normally, I compliment you at this point in time, but I'm going to compliment myself. I always look good, but I look great today. Got a fresh cut up top. The lettuce is tight. Wearing and we the are same feeling- shirt for the third day in a row. I wear my shirt when I'm on the show. That's what I mean. It wouldn't make sense not to. Uh, so anyway, I'm feeling very good about things. Feeling very good about where I'm at. Let's jump into this here. Let's not yet. Oh, boy. I got a lot of other things to talk about first. Okay. I'm deciding that we're going to start the show with positivity, and there seems to be none of I that. I did. My, I'm, I'm great be, looking. No, yeah. Arrogance, eh. and va- arrogance and vanity are not positive. They are only uh, self-reflections of deeper-seated psychological issues. That is a fact, uh, except to the person who holds them, which is, in this case, me. <laughs> in which case, it's a great way to start the show. Uh, there's just so much bad going on in the world. and uh, Not bad. I, I should say just bad. It's not cut and dry like that. It's just disappointing. It's uh, disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided we're going to do something to start each show. 
on a positive nature, I have this wonderful library back here behind me. All these sports books are, everybody that asks me, how do you know so much about sports? I say, well, it's not as if I was just born like this. I just, I've just always been interested in reading and sports books are my favorite thing to read. So each day we're going to talk about a book. We're not going to do a full segment on it or anything like that. I'm just going to highlight it. This book, The Undefeated, is about the Oklahoma Sooners from the 1940s up through the late 1950s. It's the tale of Bud Wilkinson. Bear Bryant and Newt Rockney and guys like that get so much run in terms of being remembered as these old-school, hardcore coaches. No water. We're going fall camp ten times a day, whatever. Bud Wilkinson stands alone, man. He's an ex-Navy guy. Oklahoma, for those that don't know the story, Oklahoma went undefeated for nearly five years in a row. Longest winning streak in the history of college football until it was broken by North Dakota State recently, but still the highest in the Division A level. And this book, The Undefeated, is all about that run and what it took. If you want a throwback story, you want to, you want to remember what life used to be like, that's a book for you. It's awesome book, great reading, great history, and... Uh, it seems crazy that it was, for some people that are listening to this show, within this lifetime, but it seems like it was centuries and centuries ago. Uh, Jim Dent, by the way, the author of this book. Great writer. Worth noting, he wrote another book, and it's called, and I like this, You're Out and You're Ugly Too. Beautiful. He also wrote the Junction Ball book. He also wrote the Junction Boys, which is probably the most famous book about fall camp. Mm. It was when Bear Bryant was at Texas A and M before yeah. he went to Alabama. Junction Boys actually made it to a movie. Movie, well. movie, right? But Jim Jim Dan is a very famous writer in terms of the southwestern area, or I guess just the Oklahoma South Tech, Central, South Central. What used to be the old southeastern or the southwestern conference? Yeah, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, SMU before they got the death penalty, all that. So each day. We'll start off with a little positivity. Very okay, good. Dallas getting everybody leaving and quitting and no sports, and here we go. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we should I, – I suppose we should – I mean, we already said the news, but, again, it's it's worth repeating. Officially now, the Big Sky Conference has postponed all fall sports, okay, which hey. includes – Everything. Mark Emmert today, NCAA president. Yeah. He taped a, a segment that will – air tonight as part of the NCAA social series. But the quote on the NCAA Twitter right now from Mark Emmert is, we cannot at this point have any fall championships. So I believe that by the end of the evening, it won't just be fall sports canceled in the Big Sky Conference. It will be, there will be no fall sports happening in the United States. Well, and fall sports championships. Championships, I should say. Right, because college football, as we've stated before, is Different than FBS college football does not yeah, is not sanctioned by the NCAA for the for the quote playoff. But uh, the fall sports uh, include uh, men's and women's cross country, soccer, volleyball, and golf, uh, softball, and men's and women's tennis. So those are the sports in addition to football that are the fall sports that are no longer uh, going to be happening in the Big Sky Conference. And this uh, then sort of buffets into the biggest news out of the city of Missoula today, which is that Brian Schwain, who has uh, been the head of the University of Montana track and field program, is resigning. And uh, he's resigning. Uh, f- first of all, it's worth noting, cross even though traditionally track and field is a spring sport, cross country is a fall sport, and falls ultimately under his purview, even though he is not the cross country coach as such, uh, 
but, and indoor track and field is also it's the only not it's the only sport that's both right yeah because the the the, the multi events in indoor start usually in December because they usually have a couple multi events to get guy people qualified for the indoor championships then after they come back from break Christmas break or winter break whatever you call it then they dive into um, the meat of the indoor season which is usually pretty short but it was going to impact at least a part of. Two of the three seasons that Brian Schwain oversaw at University of Montana track. That's right. And so that that's, you know, certainly a, it seems like it's a factor. I mean, in terms of the timing of this for this to happen this morning and yep. then this announcement to come out later on in the day uh, seems like it was the end. It's also pretty obvious, right, that, that when his wife was not renewed and done so in a, in a, in a sort of, awkward sort of fashion and then there's the you know a very public yeah, I mean, fight about the way that this happened yeah, that I mean, you have to imagine that it's a difficult working circumstance where your boss is the one who let your wife go and now you're sitting here you know work, trying to work together in the same a- athletic department and and now you know this this may be kind of the last thing where you go okay you know now it's time time to move on so there that's that is what has happened and you know it's probably not that huge of a surprise the timing is a little bit surprising, but I agree. I mean, the, you don't need to mince words about it. It's not not bestowing blame upon any of the parties involved. The Shannon Schwain firing was a complete and total mess. The whole thing was a mess. Sure. It was a mess all the way around from from the extension of a contract to a non-extension of a contract, uh, you know, a verbal agreement that led to a non-renewal. Um, the because of the pandemic and then because of other factors, who Shannon Schwain is, I mean, it was, it was not good. And so... Uh, I was a little surprised that that it wasn't just a parting of ways completely with their family in the University of Montana months ago. But Brad Schwain, he wrote an email to everybody within his program today, and I'll read you a part of that email. Um, it says, things are changing rapidly, and I have to let all of you know that I will be done as the head coach at the end of this month. A lot has happened the past five months, both in the world and with my family. Due to current circumstances, I feel it is best that I look at opportunities presented to me and leave this department and the team it is with complete sadness that I will no longer be a part of this great team. And I wish I could tell you all face to face. I do hope to get the opportunity if it presents itself to tell you all to your faces. Uh, but I want you to know how grateful I am to be a part of this team for the last 22 years. And he went on to say that the current plan, he is working with the administration to make it a smooth transition. And the current plan is to have Clint May, who was recently named the head cross country coach, as the uh, the head coach, the other piece of news in terms of the staff goes, the other full-time staffer was Paul Barrett. He'd only been here for you know, one, I guess, year, one cycle of the seasons. But yeah. He's the throws coach, but he's moved on. Uh, sources confirm he went to Weaver State. And uh, as we know also, like Paul Renault, who's been a great member of the track community in Missoula for a long time, he's basically a, a very part-time, if not volunteer-level coach, but he works with the UM Sprinters. Paul's been so dedicated to track in Missoula uh, at all levels, youth track all the way up. I don't imagine Paul's going to go anywhere. He's not doing it as a career as much as he's just doing it because he loves it. I mean, he's a he's a former Olympic team member once upon a time, and you know, his kids ran for the University of Montana. So I, I would expect Paul to probably be around. But you know, rather than decipher or speculate as to maybe why Brian left, I think it's just worth remembering what he did while he was here. I mean, Brian Schwain from Helena, Montana. First and foremost, one of the great athletes to come out of Montana. He actually was a uh, collegiate track athlete at Montana State. Held their school record in the decathlon for a really long time. He, at MSU from 1988 to 1991, he was an All-American in the high jump. Seven-time All-Big Sky performer in multiple different events. He won six league titles between high jump and pole vault. 
and uh, he was fourth at the 1990 NCAA Indoor Championships in the high jump. So that's, I, that's amazing. I mean, at one, at one point, Brian Swain was one of the great high jumpers in the world. Right. I mean, if you're if you're fourth in the nation in the NCAA's, that means you're top, probably top ten, top fifteen in the in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. I mean, seven foot plus high jumping. You're, you're talking about an amazing high jumper, and that he he used that was what his strength was throughout his entire coaching career, whether it was as a volunteer assistant at Montana in 1994 when he first started with the Grizzlies or when he took over as the Multis coach in 1997 or then when he took over the head coach. He still worked with the Multis extensively. And some of the great multi-athletes to ever come out of the Big Sky Conference period were coached by Brian Strand. I mean, you talk about Lindsey Hall. I mean, from Missoula Big Sky, went on to become, until this last couple years, the greatest multi-events athlete in the history of the league for a female and then Lindsay Hall she sort of set the pace we've talked about this with very many young ladies around the state of Montana that have all said well I remember the phenomenon that was Lindsay Hall that's what made me want to pursue track I mean Lauren Hagen who's going to the University of Washington from Sentinel looked up to Lindsay Hall uh, Whitney Morrison from his little big sky who's going to come run track here at University of Montana said I loved watching Lindsay Hall when I was growing up and then of course Erica McLeod always idolized Lindsay Hall and uh, Erica McLeod then went on to break all Lindsey Hall's records. But uh, overall, in terms of the the qualifiers for the national championships, Brian Schwain coached five athletes that went on to nationals, including the ones we just named, as well as Stephanie Wells and Hannah Fowler, as well as Kara DeWalt. So uh, the female track at University of Montana has been outstanding under Brian Schwain. Male track has also been good, but he will probably most be remembered for his ability to take Montana athletes and develop them into national caliber Multi-event stars. And by the way, it's worth noting, five five athletes, as you mentioned, that's for the outdoor track and field, the NCAA and Nationals. Right. Also, three uh, uh, went for indoor and two more for cross-country during the course of his tenure. And so I mean, the bore that you have to cross proverbially sometimes literally, given that it's track and field, <laughs> totally. to to qualify for a national NCAA meet is gigantic. I mean, the, the national NCAA meet is is sort of the front door to the Olympics, to the to United States Olympic qualifying. Certainly. And so uh, it's it's that is a huge, huge deal to be, you know, and it's not invite, it's objective. I mean, this is what you love about it. It's, it's not about, you know, hey, we think this person's got talented. No, like you jumped this far, you ran this fast, you did this thing well enough that you are in this elite group out of hundreds, maybe thousands nationwide that are doing it. You're in the top two dozen or whatever it is, and that's uh, uh, incredibly impressive, and you need to be hugely talented, certainly in your own right, and then also have the coaches and the, the support group and the people to get you there. It'll be interesting to see where the Swains pivot next is, as we know, uh, Jordan and Shelby Swain, the Brian and Shannon's daughters, still part of the University of Montana women's basketball program. They also recently were added to the track roster, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if any of that changes. But uh, any sort of coaching transition is always going to be interesting. It's always going to be tough. It's always going to be uh, Tumultuous maybe is too dramatic of a word, but it's always it always is going to take some sort of speed bump to get into the next phase. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this from a uh, moving forward perspective. Clint May is one of the most impressive high school coaches I've ever seen. We've talked a lot about the Bozeman High Cross Country program on this show. And during its height, I think that the Bozeman girls won 10, maybe 11 consecutive cross country state championships at the Class AA level. And the boys were at eight or nine. They doubled up, I think, seven times in a row where both the boys and girls swept the cross-country titles. The Bozeman High Cross-Country 
program, competed at the Nike Northwest Regionals multiple times. The girls got in the top five multiple times in a row. So Clint May, that was a great hire pre any of this situation to lead the cross-country program. He's an elite cross-country coach. Mm. And now the, the all indications are that he at least has the inside track to be the director of the track and field program as well. And uh, just, just judging from his resume, I know a lot of people would say, you know, you go from high school coaching to college coaching, that's a huge jump. But Clint May was coaching a college team. I mean, those Bozeman high teams, the the top runners, they were nationally elite yeah. right out the jump. So he he has experience working with elite athletes. I think if that is the choice, I think University of Montana track will be in good hands. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio and uh, going, Coulter, elsewhere, going nationally on the FCS football level, the SOCON has postponed today, uh, which leaves only the Ohio Valley. What about the Missouri Valley? Is the Missouri Valley out as well? Uh, I think they're still in, technically speaking. Uh, but anyway, we know that there's going to be no they haven't made an official announcement, but they haven't made an official announcement, but there has been leaks that the Missouri Valley will move to the spring. Well, at this point, I mean, you're well, just below the fifty percent number. So now the playoffs will for sure be in the spring. Well, that was already in the, uh, announced, right by by the NCAA that there will be no fall championships, of which the FCS, you know, football tournament is one. And so you would be basically playing a uh, for a conference championship. I mean, if you wanted to get, if all hands wanted to be on deck and play the Missouri Valley schedule and say, okay, we're going to play for a conference championship, and that's what our season's going to be, then that's what they would end up doing. So the Ohio Valley also is is still uh, still doing it. The SoCon is look, it's never surprising at this point. I mean, it's only surprising that there's conferences at this level, the FCS level, that are still around. But of all of the schools that, and of all the conferences that both from a regional standpoint and from a, if I may say, the the importance of the games within the conference standpoint, that you could say, well, maybe they would just say, no, forget it. We're doing it. We don't care about the, you know, the national championship or whatever. We want to play our football again, have, you know, the Citadel and, 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 you know, Wofford and roll everybody out here and just go. Uh, that would have been probably the one where you could have seen like the lone wolf just going ahead and doing it. And so now that's not happening. Well, the Big Sky sort of made the blueprint for uh, allowing teams to get those regional rivalries and those money games while also not forfeiting what the FCS playoffs means. The one other thing that's worth noting, because I thought this was, this was actually kind of buried in the lead, because, the, I mean, I shouldn't say that. The press release was all about the other fall sports. So, of course, you bury football towards the bottom. But the other decision that the President's Council made in the Big Sky Conference is that no Big Sky Conference team will play football this fall. So the cancellation right. of fall so sports. so no non-conference games either. So the cancellation of fall sports yeah. means also no football, no non-conference football. But that was initially a proposal. But I think the decision was made for the Big Sky, basically, because you already had no Division Two teams to play, no Division Three teams to play. When the Mountain West went away from it, basically all you're hanging on to is maybe a couple Missouri Valley crossover games. But um, 
that initial proposal, though, I think left the door open, and I think that's what the SOCON will do. I do think that there's a couple schools that will push forward to try to at least maintain the money games that they have on their schedule. Because it's so hard. The ACC hasn't canceled any conference games. Neither has the SEC. So the non-conference... Neither is the Big 12. Right. And so there is still a smattering of money games. Some of these schools, they got to play them, man. Like you, you, it's it, it's gonna suck in terms of the logistics and the safety. But you know, if you're James Madison, you got a game against North Carolina for nine hundred thousand dollars. I just don't know how you say no to that. If you're Charleston Southern, you're gonna play at Tennessee. I, I just don't know how you don't do that. For what it's worth, uh, this going back to the decision to uh, suspend. All fall sports. Tom Wistersill, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, said the following, quote, While I am confident that our conference is making the right decision for the health and safety of our student-athletes, it breaks my heart knowing how disappointing this will be to all of them who were eagerly anticipating the opportunity to compete this fall. Our efforts in the conference office will now focus on doing everything within our power to make their spring season the best it can possibly be, which includes advocating for their NCAA championships to be held then. As campuses begin reopening this fall, we hope that uh, this fluid situation, uh, we will track this fluid situation, its impact on higher education. So I think obviously the key there is advocating for the NCAA championships again when you have multiple entities that are overseeing you know multiple different parts of seasons and the NCAA primarily responsible for the postseasons the NCAA has to be on board with doing a championship in the spring even even if all the conferences say that they're going to play football in the spring or whatever the sport is soccer softball etc that's all well and good but that doesn't mean that the NCAA is going to say, okay, yeah, well, since you're playing it, we're going to go ahead and have ourselves a national championship somewhere in you know April or May or whatever it may turn out to be. And so it's up to the conversations and the pressure, I guess, of, of the conferences to try and convince the NCAA that this is the right thing to do, that they should do it and and – you know, and and I imagine if every you know if every school uh, or sport is that's been in the fall ends up going in the spring, that in itself will put pressure on the NCAA to hold some sort of championship in the spring somewhere somehow. It'll be quite the deal if all fall sports are being played in the spring and all spring sports are being played in the spring. I uh, I wish everybody the best of luck on this, but that seems like a pretty big bite to uh, to try and take for everybody involved. Two things for you. First of all, Urban Meyer on the Big Ten Network last night said, any coach in his right mind that runs a great program will refuse to play in the spring. It ain't happening. What do you think of that statement? Well... Urban Meyer's, Urban Meyer's take was there's no way college football could survive without having football this fall and next fall. You can't cancel two falls in a row. That's right. I mean, And spring will impede, if not so negatively impact, if not completely erode football next fall. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing. In the state of Montana, that makes all the sense in the world to me uh, because of weather and facilities. Yep. Explicitly. Okay. If you're in the SEC, you can play January the 7th and have your first game there, and it might be downright nice. You know? It might all of a sudden, you might go, hey, this is pretty good. This beats 110 degrees and humidity and and everything else. So, you know, 
if the spring means the spring or if the spring means just 2021, Ryan Day, the Ohio State, the current Ohio State head coach, said, you know, was was pushing to have the football season begin as soon as possible in 2021, presumably for that very reason. And whether they can do it in Columbus, Ohio, I don't know. But Columbus, Ohio is... It's, look, it's not as cold as Montana, okay? Like, at the end of the day, like, you could probably play some games in January and, and, and February in Ohio, and it's going to be cold, it's going to be ugly, but it's going to be feasible. Um, and there's a lot of places where it's going to be great, and then there's some indoor facilities, you know, that they got and so on. Uh, but that's not going to be true for everybody. And, again, it's one thing to play at Penn State. It's another thing to play at Minnesota, Oh, Minnesota's Minnesota's cold, buddy. Oh, buddy. Colder than here. It can be with that wind whipping and stuff like that. Well, guess what? They're a member of the Big Ten the last I looked. You know? So, uh, it, again, I, I think that this I, – I think it's fair to, to think all that. All of this, to me, what I haven't seen yet, everybody talks about the spring. I want to see dates. Like, what is the proposed – Last day of the regular season, what is the proposed national championship game being played, and where does that leave us? Uh, and I, I don't think those exist as of yet. I don't think those things have been built yet. But uh, uh, I don't know what the considerations are from a program, from a football coaching standpoint. This is the stuff where you need somebody like an Urban Meyer or somebody who has done this job, not just here and there, but who is a veteran who understands these things. To be able to project and and get get his or her head around what a quote quick turnaround means from a proposed spring season to a fall season and what the logistical, physical, whatever issues are with that, um, because here's the thing: I don't think a a late start to the 2021 season because of a late finish to the spring is necessarily out of the question. It just can't be months. It could be a couple of weeks later, and you could probably do it. It can't be much more than that. But I don't know what needs to take place. You know, I don't know what needs to happen. I know what normally happens within a program in the cycle of a season, but I don't know what has to happen in order for it to be done where it's it's reasonable to go back out there and start playing the next season. The Assembly also passed a uh, protocol yesterday that says that anybody that participates in 50% or less of their next season, whether that's in the fall or a replacement for the fall, will not lose eligibility. So I think that actually caters to pushing this thing all the way back for a full year when it comes to the fall sports. But the other statement I wanted to ask you about, Dabo Swinney, head coach at Clemson. Uh, Clemson has been the most vocal. I mean, they are they are a national power um, in a region that seems much more keen on uh, playing football this year. And Trevor Lawrence, the presumptive number one pick, the quarterback, has said, we want to go, we want to play. It's safer for me and my teammates on campus. we got to stay involved. we got to do this. We can't cancel. But Davis Sweeney said today, Big Ten and Pac-12 be damned. We don't care if you're a part of it. It does not delegitimize the national championship whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We're going to play. We're going to play who's available. And it will be just the same as always. Do you believe the notion that not having the Big Ten and the Pac-12 uh, does not demean the overall concept of the FBS national champion? Well, 
I'm going to say where I'm going to side with Dabo, and then I'm going to say where I, I'm not going to side with Dabo. Okay. I'm going to side with Dabo in the following respect. It's already not a legitimate national championship, so it's hard to make something that's illegitimate illegitimate-er. Okay? Four teams okay. ain't a legitimate national championship. Okay, so t- let me pause you there, though. Yeah. Has there ever been a legitimate national championship Never. in college football? Never. Never. So it's all Never, not once. Okay. That doesn't mean that it's not meaningful. It just means that it's not legitimate. Okay. You can't, like, if, if what we're worried about here is that there's some teams that aren't playing. Well, guess what? Almost all the teams aren't playing in your proposed, not not proposed, in your actual four-team thing that you do at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So enough with that. I do. I also agree with him in this respect. He said, look, man, everything, COVID's impacted everything. Golf, hockey, basketball. And are you going to say that those aren't legitimate? You and I both said outside of outside of star players not being able to play because they come down with this, you know, sickness. The NBA the NBA championship is not just legitimate, it might be the most legitimate. Sure. Right? But it doesn't mean it hasn't been impacted. Obviously it's been significantly impacted. So does that just mean, well, it's an asterisk because it's atypical from what a normal season is? So if you take that line of thing, I'm kind of with them on that. And look, if the SEC's going and the ACC's going, and for what it's worth the Big Twelve's going. And Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, you know, that's that's a good crowd at the party. Where I disagree with them is this. If Ohio State ain't playing. Penn State? Ohio State. If Ohio State ain't playing, that is that is a significant factor in terms of how it is that teams are getting into and then through to a national championship. Okay? So, as it sits right now, there is no team that is on par or close to Ohio State in either the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. And... Even though I'm the biggest advocate in the world for any team on any given day, so that's why you roll them out there and play them. If you're talking about this from a, you know, one conference isn't playing, does it matter that they're not playing? It only matters to me when you talk about national championship that Ohio State is not playing. And that is a huge, huge asterisk on whoever might come out as a champion in this thing. But you know what, Coulter? I don't care. I don't care. What do you mean? What I mean, Did you just want to watch something, or do you just don't think it's going to happen? No, I, I just want to watch something. Mm. Like, I have said this a, a, a Do you really think it's going to happen still? Do you really think there's a possibility that there's college football this year? Yes. You do? I do. Interesting. We're talking about... We're talking about money, and we're talking about regions now. I I, I, I get you know? all the arguments you could make. It's no the, surprise that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are out, and the other three as of yet aren't. And it wouldn't surprise me if another one falls. I'm actually, I actually am surprised about the ACC because I get that Clemson is an SEC school even though they're in the ACC, right? Totally. Uh, but I actually am surprised by the ACC because you're talking yeah, about Pitt. Pitt, Boston College, right. Duke. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, it's yeah. very same vein as Cal and Stanford, yeah. right? I, yeah. I thought I thought that those schools would be outskis, but no, they're not. They're not. They're not yet, and it's probably because you're including Clemson and you know whatever Miami, whoever you know in in Virginia in, Tech in there. So um, you know, I, I don't I don't know. Do I think it's going to happen? No, but but I am not closing the door on hmm. this as of right now. Mm-hmm. It's two telling the one is one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. 
Quick break. On the other side, let's talk some NBA. The playoff picture is signed, sealed, and delivered, except for the eighth spot in the West. Blazers playing tonight, trying to lock that thing up also. Do we have bad blood? Houston, OKC, former teams, former players. Next. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Coco flexing it out. Very nice. <laughs> Top Gun, overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Um, it is either properly rated if you think it's the greatest movie of all time or it's underrated. Underrated? Wow. Okay. My, uh, my next-door neighbor, who also is one of my... Uh, all-time best friends, definitely one of the biggest influences on my life. It's actually funny that I have now another best friend who's seven years older than me. Yeah, I've always been, uh, I've always gravitated towards you, old wise guys. Yeah, yep. you're an old. But soul. Uh, he was one of the uh, greatest fans of Top Gun that you could ever imagine. So much so, I think so. I don't know if a lot of people know this because University of North Dakota's. Um, their tenure in the Big Sky Conference was so short-lived, even though they are a sort of regional rival to Montana. The Grizz and Cats have only were only ever in the same league as UND for seven years. That's it, ever. Yeah. But University of North Dakota in Grand Forks has uh, one of the top flight schools in the country. Mm. So my buddy, when he graduated high school, he decided he's going to go to Grand Forks because he wants to become a fighter pilot. He wants to be Maverick. He wants to be Goose. Well, he lasted a year in Grand Forks because he's like, well, no one told me about the winter. Yeah. Um, now, you know if you're running from Missoula and you're running back to Missoula because the winter is too harsh where you moved, <laughs> you moved to the worst place. It's pretty bad. Uh, my understanding, and i got to look it up, but the the uh, Naval Aviation Schools mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in 1985, the year after Top Gun oh, came yeah, out, I'm just sure. exploded in terms of enrollment. And uh, when I went to college... 
Now, when the, when the movie came out, 1984, I, I think I saw it pretty young, uh, you know, and it was this great movie, and it is. But then when I got to college, it was one of those things where it was kind of making its second win through the next generation. And uh, there were many, uh, you know, quotes coming through uh, on, uh, on Top Gun. And I will also say that for being 35 years old, the 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 fighter scenes in that movie are still impeccable, man. Like if For you sure. watch that, you go, "This is unbelievable that they got those." And then the new one that's supposed to come out at some point. I mean, I'm sure it will be improved upon in a, you know a third of a century that they got better at this somehow. But I I am just. I can't wait to see what it looks like because I thought the visuals in the original to this day are still as good as it gets. And yes, Mav. It's two tell new honest one oh two nine ESPN radio. Uh all right, Colton. Only it was still nineteen eighty five. Here's what we're gonna do. We did our top gun segment. We're gonna do our NBA segment next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Talk some NBA. You want us to just keep going on Top Gun? The way it's setting up, this might just become a movie review show, anyways. <laughs> movies, music. Do you this watch, is a great. Do you track. watch movies anymore? Uh, I mean, yeah, occasionally. I really like movies, uh, but everybody's had, I think, at this point, this experience where. Now that we have 10,000 movies we can watch immediately at any moment, there's none of them that you're interested in actually watching. You spend as long as it would take to watch the freaking movie going through which one you're going to watch. So, See, I got a system, though. Okay. You add it to the list, and then you just watch the next one on the list. You don't let yourself do it. Yeah. Add to the list, watch it, remove it from the list, next one up. I have had some problems, though, where where, um, if... If I just don't believe a movie inside of about 10 minutes, mm. I just can't do it. And when well, I say believe, you know, I'm not like I'm well aware that the expendables ain't real. OK, right. But, you know, I could get a I could get a kick out of, you know, Chuck Norris making jokes about Chuck Norris in the movie. You know, OK, so OK. But well, that, there's too many movies that try to take themselves too seriously, and if you do, if you're not really good at it in every fashion, acting, directing, production, and everything, it just rings hollow. And you go, well, what? No. So I don't, you know, I can't get there. Then, 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 and now I'm maybe 15 minutes in, and now I'm done. That's why I, mean, I watch sports. I mean, not to trip down the rabbit hole too far, but the 
the, the concept of a, of a film has largely gone by the wayside and or just goes straight to Netflix instead of actually being produced mm-hmm. by, you know, Hollywood studio. Hollywood studios are into nothing but remakes and or blockbusters. The problem I have with the blockbusters, though, is they're trying to make them hyper real when all I want to do is watch a movie. Mm-hmm. That's why the 90s were so great, because you watch a blockbuster, and you're like, well, that's just completely and utterly outrageous. This is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger just killing 5 million people. That's uh, I get it. That's what I want. But like... I'm just done with, like, the pithy one-liners that are get you a little chuckle. It's like, okay, you know. I agree. Funny, okay, great. But can somebody just write a script that knows how to write and has a very creative mind and can take Dude, us on a story and a I, journey? I, 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 got a, I got a movie for you, Gus. Have you seen this? Have you seen Hell or High Water? Oh, yeah. Great. See, see, now, make me movies like that. 100%. That's what I want. We go to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We have a very adamant caller. He's the producer of this show. No one knows why he's not here right now. Is <laughs> the producer of this show. His name is Tommy. Hello, Tommy. The producer is the guy that listens from a distance and makes all the money. Oh, right. So that's how this <laughs> okay. works. Let us you know how you negotiate your contract. Chopper dude. and yacht are. Yeah, you and your $3 an hour. I don't know, dude. Uh, what do you have yeah. on the movie front here, Tommy? There's no better film in the world or film scene than the cork on the fork thing in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, you and I are just one million percent in agreement. The cork on the fork really? scene in Dirty... First of all, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is one of the five and perhaps three greatest comedies of all time. It is laugh out loud from start to finish. And Steve Martin is just a complete genius. And if you don't think so, then then you just watch the movie. And the cork on the fork scene, along with a couple others, Rupert, and I won't go into the details of of that little episode in this show, it's just too good to be true. And I, I cannot watch that scene many times as I've seen it without tears of joy laughing at it. it is it, thank you for that you've brought you've made me even happier just calling and mentioning this tommy that's so great i i i, I haven't heard such passion out of you in quite yeah. a while it's because i mean you're really passionate about the cork on the fork coulter's coulter's nihilism and apathy is just wearing on me after all these years <laughs> and so finally i needed something to just turn me around Words like nihilism, and apathy, worlds like nihilism, apathy, and cynicism were only created by people that do not want to live a life steeped in reality. Yeah, I love reality, but not as much as I love Steve Martin. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, thank you for the call. Uh, excellent insight. All right, Coulter. First of all, little NBA news for what it's worth. The Memphis Grizzlies have won a basketball game, and not just any basketball game. They beat the Bucks, although... The Milwaukee Bucks, they got number one sewed up, so it's not as if they're out there giving it the beans. But this win officially eliminates the San Antonio Spurs. Yep. 22 years yep. of playoff appearances comes to an end. And is it official that it's Memphis versus Portland? No. So here's, here's the your Suns scenario. still in it? Here's your what scenario. The Suns won today, earlier today. Okay. The Grizzlies won. Yeah. So that means the Spurs are out. Here's your cutthroat scenario for the evening. Portland, Brooklyn. Portland versus Brooklyn. If the Blazers win, they get eighth. If they lose, they're out. Wow. If the Blazers win, it's going to be Portland versus Memphis for the play-in game. And the Suns are out. 
and the Suns are out. And if the Blazers lose, it's Memphis versus Phoenix, and the Blazers are out. Think Damon's going to score 100 tonight? You know, I think he might. Now, wait, is today the last day? No, tomorrow is, but the game's games tomorrow. There's only four games tomorrow, and none of them are of consequence because the It's all just be seeding Well, I think that the West is locked, actually. Okay. I think that the the Denver-Toronto game and the Oklahoma City Clippers game are completely, and and the Philly-Houston game are irrelevant except for, for the Sixers. I think the Sixers have a chance to maybe... I don't think they can move up, but I think they can move down. Okay. But I think the Miami-Indiana game does have relevance, but the Denver-Toronto game is completely irrelevant. The Oklahoma City Clippers game is completely irrelevant. And the Philadelphia-Houston game is only relevant for the 76ers. Right. And Portland doesn't tr- play tomorrow. Memphis doesn't play tomorrow. So these are the last games of the season for those teams. The Suns, they are now officially done. So, um, I don't know. Dinner at my place? TNT? Could happen. Uh, could happen. So, okay. Uh, very good. Coulter, you had a couple other things, though, when you talk, you wanted to talk about OKC Houston and a little more about Damian Lillard, especially with this game, the way it's now shaping up where, uh, you know, they have to have it. Well, these games hadn't gone final when I was making this uh, show out. Right. So, I mean, it just accentuates it even more. I can't wait to watch the Blazers against the Nets. I would honestly say um, I, have, I have watched a pretty fair amount of what's been happening in the bubble. It became very apparent to me early on what the teams that were playing for something looked like versus the teams that didn't. And that's why, whatever the spread is, bet the over and take the Blazers because the Nets are the seventh seed in the East, win, lose, or draw right. tonight. This they're, they're three and a half games ahead of Orlando. They're six and a half games behind Philadelphia. They got nowhere to go. They are in. They're the seventh seed. They're playing Toronto. That's it. That's all. The Blazers, I mean... They, they they if they lost tonight it would be it would be a catastrophe yeah, for the Portland Trail. It would suck. It would be terrible. It would be awful. But I don't think that's gonna happen and I think they're gonna win and win going away. Yeah, I think so too. But I was gonna say though, the two teams that have maybe that I didn't know much about and or just didn't really have much interest in that I think are are sweet now are the Nets and the Sons. That's are really good. Those have been the two teams that have Still been still no KD. Me a lot. They're really good. No KD or Kyrie Irving. Right. But I mean, I, I would I would say that the the two dudes that have maybe been the breakout stars of the entire Eastern Conference this year have been Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert. I mean, both of those guys have been. They went from no names to twenty point per game scores. Spencer, here's the question, though: What are they going to be when? Well, right. They're, they're, well, Dinwiddie will actually probably have to be expendable because. He's a legitimate player. He's I mean, really good. He's really good. Yeah. And but I just don't. He, him as your third guy just doesn't work because he need. He, it's just like we always talk about. He's got to have the ball, and it, he's just well, not going to get the ball. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It, you got to got to watch it happen. But, but 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 I'm just saying for their structure of their roster, it would just be better for them to like get rid of him and bring in some other shooters like Joe Harris. Mm-hmm. But then I I mean the the Suns when I mean the. The fact that they're even knocking on the door like they are, I think, is awesome for them because they have, they have the least to lose and perhaps the uh, one of the best young cores in the entire league. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that there's no scenario where you could get Suns Blazers for the play-in game, 
It's either going to be Blazers, Grizzlies, or Suns, Grizzlies. Right. It would be cool if you could get, I mean, because that would be race to 60 between Dame and Devin Booker if you get Suns versus Blazers totally. for the eight spot. But it, either way, it's going to be fun. There's a lot of good young players in the league right now. I, I think that Devin Booker and, and John Morant and, uh, I mean, DeAndre Ayton's coming around. All I think all those guys are worth the price of admission. So it'll be fun coming down the stretch here. What have you thought of Ayton? Have you have you watched no, the Suns? No, I haven't watched the Suns. Uh, I haven't watched them. A- a- Ayton was... Um, it's so hard when you're the number one overall pick in the NBA, especially if you're a big guy. Because there's really no... I mean, Joe Smith is like the only big guy who's ever drafted number one overall that was just like kind of okay, right? Yeah. Joe Smith and Andrew Bogut. Those guys were okay. You're either Patrick Cuny or David Robinson or you're, you know, Greg Oden. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it, the bus potential is so high. But Aiton, year one, was he, he looked sort of apathetic. He didn't look like he was that engaged. But he's turned the corner a lot. I, I'm impressed with him, as you should be. I mean, if, you, if you're if you born looking like that guy, you're one in 50 guys in the history of the world that have looked like him. So uh, you hope he fulfills his potential. But I think that he's turned a corner. I, I, I like their young core, man. I think that Aiton, Booker, Kelly Oubre, that, that's a good young team. Let's talk about the 4-5 uh, matchup in the West, which are two teams who are both 44 and 27 exactly. Mm-hmm. They'll be playing each other in the first round, and it is the Oklahoma City Thunder against two players who used to be on the Oklahoma City Thunder in uh, Westbrook and Harden and the Houston Rockets. I mean, if ever there was a series that defines what I love about the NBA versus what I hate about the NBA, it's that series. I'll be going all in, fanboy, for the Thunder, just for the principles of the game. (laughs) Like... I think I 100% get the Rockets formula. I get it. I get it. Daryl Morey deserves so much credit. for He was the first guy to start analyzing three-point analytics, the first guy to start building his roster like this, and he fundamentally changed the game forever. Obviously, you can say the Warriors were the ones that created the prevalence of threes because of the prolific nature of their two best shooters. But in terms of getting nothing but shooters, I mean, the Rockets don't even play front court players anymore. They traded Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. They used to at least have a rim runner. Now they have nothing. They just have shooters. That's it. They just play, pass it around, shoot it. A lot of times don't pass around, just dribble it up and shoot it. I get it. I hate it. I hate watching it. On the other hand, your Chris, boy, Chris Paul, has been one of my favorite players since he entered the league. Yeah. And I got a little sour on him. And now I realize that I was sour on Chris, not because of Chris, but because of everything that was around him. The CP3, the situation in L.A. became toxic. It never was a fit in, in Houston, although they, they might have been the ones that knock off the Warriors if you wouldn't have got hurt. But the way that they play, having the central point, having the floor general to then make everybody else better, it's beautiful basketball. And I just, I, I'll be going all the way for my boy with, with OKC, which is funny because I never liked the Thunder before. Now that they got a new superstar at the helm, though, I do. Blazers, Brooklyn, 7 o'clock, TNT. That's the game. Uh, it is Detail Nuanas. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two straight ahead. The NFL, two huge contracts, just got signed to two tight ends, and probably I think most would say the two best tight ends going in the NFL at this moment. We'll talk about that. And... If there's no college football, if there's very little high school football, could the NFL try and just take and play every single day? We'll talk about that right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. It is summertime, a little cooler today, 
Not so much over this weekend. 90s again, boys and girls. Jack Weatherman says so. Get outside. Get to a higher elevation or get on some water. Those are your options. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes. You want to go ride around, take some jumps, have some fun, go where other vehicles can't go on two wheels. That's what you want. They got them at Kurtz. You also have the full line of Polaris side-by-sides that are as good as it gets. The Ranger, the Razor, the General. Work to do logging. Fun to have on Forest Service roads, driving around the mountains, maybe off-road altogether. All the Polaris side-by-sides, they got something for you there. Or go float around on the lakes, maybe the rivers, in your new Crest Pontoon boat. How great would that be? Let me know when you got that thing signed. I will be your uh, special celebrity guest on wherever you want to take that thing for the weekend. We'll have a grand time. Colt, are you in? If we can find an Ethernet cable that is waterproof, maybe we can do two Telenuanas from the pontoon. From the boat? Yep. I'll make one. Great. I'll put an Ethernet cable in a plastic bag and consider that to be waterproof. Maybe that's what we'll do on Saturdays since we don't have any football games to go to. Uh, Go get a Crest pontoon boat. You know, this is the time right now. You go out there, you enjoy yourself on one of those top-of-the-line pontoon boats from Kurtz Polaris as well. Summer the way you always envision with Kurtz Polaris online at KurtzPolaris.com. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.